This is an interesting case that I got the chance to treat recently. This patient's name uh, is Kim, and she has tetracycline staining. She had some porcelain veneers put on in her home country of Vietnam, and you can see that her midline is off. It's off about a millimeter and a half uh, to the left, which is not a big concern of hers. Really, the concern is she didn't like the way that the veneers looked. And this is going to give us an interesting opportunity as you look at this case to try a couple different materials to try out porcelain veneers, to try a cementable all ceramic crown like lava, and to also try a PFM crown. Uh, in this case, it's going to be CapTech. And so here's a close up look at the patient's old veneers. You can see she's got um, eight veneers on the top, eight veneers on the lower. And as you look from the lingual, you can see these teeth really are, in fact, tetracycline stained, and you can see the big color difference between the shade of the veneer and the way that um, the teeth look on the lingual. Her problem wasn't as much the shade as she didn't like the shape of the veneers. We've removed the veneers at this point, and again, you can see as we look closely the tetracycline staining, not really even a lot of banding on these teeth. It just happens to be generalized tetracycline staining that goes through the entire tooth. So we're going to go ahead and take off her veneers here, as you can see, just using a handpiece and an old diamond to take these veneers off. Very easy to take veneers off in a tetracycline case like this with a handpiece because we can, in fact, see exactly where uh, the prep is and where the veneer stops. A lot of times when the shade of the veneer matches the shade of the teeth relatively closely, you can cut into the tooth more than you want to when attempting to remove these veneers. And for that reason, I'll typically remove veneers with a laser. And you'll get a chance to see that a little bit later in this video as well. So because of the fact that it's easy to see, we're taking them off with a handpiece here and just cleaning out the extra ceramic material from the interproximal areas, making sure that everything is gone from around the gingiva as well, and basically just cleaning up the teeth, doing a little heavier preparation than they had before. It seemed to me that they had used a very opaque porcelain and had been successful in blocking out the tetracycline shade of the preparations, but at the same time the contours were a little bit wrong and they were a little bit bulky. So now that I've removed all the porcelain and the cement from the teeth, you can see what the preps look like here. We have some irritation around the gingiva, so I'm placing some Expacil from Kerr Corporation, and you can see I'm using a cord packer to push this material subgingival. This will uh, help retract tissue, and because of the aluminum chloride that's in this material, it will also stop any bleeding that you have present. We leave it in place typically for three to five minutes, and then rinse it off with a bunch of water like we're doing here. Now, many doctors will use this in place of retraction cord uh, for impressions, not only in the anterior, but in the posterior region as well. And that's what we've done here because the margins were right at the gingival level. These were not deep subgingival margins, and it makes it very easy for the exposil to work. We're going to go ahead and take the master impression here. And now we're using our putty uh, wash matrix that we took of her original teeth for the temporaries. We have filled it with bisacryl material. This happens to be Luxatemp. And we've placed it in for two minutes, let it lock into place. We're just going to peel off the excess material here, and you can see that relatively quickly we've been able to make a set of temporaries uh, that mimics the contours of her previous veneers which is fine for the temporaries and here we're using a, a 30 bladed uh, fluted burr to go ahead and uh, trim around the gingiva it's been two weeks and we're going to remove the provisionals at this point i can see there's been some leakage here or she has been um, had a problem with oral oral hygiene or something we're going to use a little hydrogen peroxide just to remove that staining from underneath the temporaries 
and we see something we don't typically see. We have some issues around uh, around some of the gingiva on these teeth as well, and it may turn out that uh, the gingival aspects of the temporaries were uh, a little bit uh, over contoured and caused some gingival irritation. So we're getting ready to place the permanent veneers here. Now, like I said, I wanted to do crowns and the patient wanted to do uh, veneers and try veneers one more time. My fear was they were going to be too opaque. So you can see that we've put the veneers in at this point. This is on the day of delivery. The gingiva hasn't healed yet and wanted to see what the patient's going to think. The patient was given a couple weeks to evaluate it and she didn't like them. So at this point, we're going to remove those veneers. And this is using my water lays from Biolase, and you can see how the veneer pops off. And again, because of the fact that uh, the substrate, the two structures, is so dark, this is an easy case to use a handpiece for. I'm really just using this to show you how I'm able to use my laser uh, to remove veneers atraumatically to the tooth. You can see how they pop off right at the level of the tooth veneer interface. Anecdotally, all I can tell you is I think it breaks right at the level of the silane. As you look at this now, any area where uh, the porcelain is too thick, the laser will not work. And so we thin it out with a handpiece and then we can still remove it. Most of the time without any anesthetic, uh, remove the veneers if they're minimal prep veneers. Uh, or in this case, you can use this burr. This is an 856025 burr and there's an 856016 as we continue to remove some of the porcelain. I just wanted to show it both ways with and without the laser. Most of the time I prefer the laser because I don't have this clear of a demarcation between where the veneer is and where the tooth is and it worries me that I'm going to do excess reduction on the preparation uh, just by taking off the old uh, veneers. So now that she had veneers in Vietnam and veneers that uh, we didn't like that we tried on here, we are going to move to crowns at this point. So we are preparing these for uh, all, as all ceramic preparations or PFM preparations with shoulder margins. And we're going to use lava from 3MSB, a cementable ceramic, uh, all ceramic, and try this in so we have the opportunity to see whether or not um, uh, it's going to block out those dark shades underneath the teeth. And we're also going to use CapTech as well. So we finished preparing on this appointment and we've had the opportunity to take the master impression. And these are the biotemps that we have relined and put into place. We can, of course, use biotemps at this appointment because the teeth have, in fact, been prepared for full crowns. And you can see I've removed the biotemps, and then obviously these are crown preparations uh, at this point. And I have the opportunity at this point to look at these uh, restorations and check these out before we go to uh, the patient's mouth. And uh, I have looked at these before, and I'm looking at them, and uh, they don't show uh, a lot of characterization um, as uh, we would expect from an all-ceramic restoration where the patient doesn't want a lot of staining. You can see the amount of reduction we've done. We've got one and a half to two millimeters of incisor ledge reduction and occlusal reduction and we've got a soft tissue model here where we've tried the crowns on I'm pushing down with my fingers because you will feel some pressure against the soft tissue model this is the model that we use to check and make sure our gingival embrasures are in fact closed so we won't have black triangles when we go to the mouth again you can see the nice job of retraction uh, done by these discus dental retractors and uh, this is really a great no hands way to be able to do some retraction on a patient and we're going to begin to try these restorations into place. These happen to be the CapTech crowns that we're trying in first. Again, you can see the midline's off. It's about a millimeter and a half to the left, which was not the chief complaint of the patient. In fact, it um, wasn't a complaint uh, of the patient at all. And uh, 
So we did not attempt to change that. It would have been difficult uh, to change it more than about a half millimeter to get it back to the right-hand side. She was just more concerned with the look, the shape, the shade uh, of the crowns uh, once she decided uh, to go ahead and pursue doing crowns. So we're trying the CapTech crowns on. Uh, typically, we'll try them on one at a time in the beginning with an explorer to check and make sure that the margin's okay. And once we've done that, we'll try them in uh, simultaneously, as you're seeing here. And this is so we can check the interproximal contacts. And we want to be able to make sure that um, we can hold the crowns down into place without it pushing any of the other crowns out of place. And we'll take some dental floss and get an opportunity to check that. And typically at this point, we will also check um, just very easily the uh, occlusal contacts, have the patient bite down on a piece of articulating paper, and check whether or not to see, you know, we're close, if we're close on the bite. If we're anywhere close on the bite, I will just cement these restorations and then make any occlusal adjustments. And I do that because I have a CAVO electric torque handpiece. And the uh, torque on this handpiece is so strong that uh, I can polish a restoration as well in the mouth as my laboratory technician can polish it out of the mouth. Again, here's a close-up look at the CapTech restorations on a black background. They have not been cemented uh, at this point, but they still look very nice, and the patient was happy with how they looked. But we took those out, and we're trying in the lava restorations. Again, this is a zirconia-based restoration. It's a metal-free restoration. Unlike the CapTech, which has a 22-karat gold coping, the zirconia framework on these lava crowns is tooth-colored, and uh, the entire crown is tooth-colored all the way through. And the neat thing about um, the zirconia copings is that, they, as you can see, they're doing a very good job of blocking out the dark tetracycline prep color. In fact, it's not influencing the final shade at all. But on the other hand, they're translucent enough where they allow the light to go through the ceramic and through the coping and kind of light the tooth up like you would expect of a traditional all-ceramic crown. On this one, we didn't have as good of adaptation against the soft tissue, and we did have some open black triangles, and the patient felt the shape was a little indistinct. The patient happened to be a dental technician, and she chose the CapTech restorations over the lava restorations. And it just goes to show you that um, you never know which crown is going to look better in a given situation. If you take uh, a PFM, a very aesthetic PFM like uh, CapTech crowns, many times they will do as well in these comparisons as the all ceramic crowns because we have some very skilled technicians and they're working with a great material in CapTech, something that can rival the beauty of all ceramics, but it still has the strength of a PFM at the same time. So we're now cementing these into place with uh, 3M SBs, Relyx Looting Plus Cement. This is a resin-reinforced glass ionomer. This is the most popular cement in the world, very easy to use, very low post-operative sensitivity. And the cleanup is simple as well. That's an orange wood stick that I'm using just to make sure the units are seated all the way. And uh, as we put these into place, I just push it down with the orangewood stick. These CapTech restorations, because they are PFMs, can be treated as PFMs. You can put them into place, push them however you want. I could have the patient bite down on this wooden stick. They could bite down on a cotton roll. We can really do whatever we want. We can check the bite and adjust the bite before they're cemented into place. So. One of the nice things about PFMs is that they are so easy to work with, whereas some of the all-ceramic systems are a little more difficult, and you really have to be careful when working with those. And it's another one of the reasons I love CapTech. You have an aesthetic PFM system that's very 
easy to work with. And something a lot of dentists don't know about on these CapTech restorations is that the 22 karat gold uh, coping or understructure is biologically active and it actually repels. It has a surface free energy and it repair, repels bacterial accumulation on it. So, you know, for patients who have difficulty with gingivitis or who have perio problems, uh, CapTech is my automatic go-to crown. It's my automatic go-to crown in the anterior for aesthetics like this. And anytime I've got somebody where I'm concerned about the gingiva, it's my go-to crown for that as well. And it's really, which is in the posterior. So the funny thing is, as I've used CapTech more and more, I found anterior indications for it and posterior indications for it. And now it's become my everyday PFM. I use it all the time unless the technician tells me that, hey, this bridge is really way too long. We can't do it with CapTech. And uh, sometimes my hand is forced to go to a base metal substructure for a large bridge uh, like a roundhouse. But for my routine uh, day-in, day-out crown and bridge, CapTech uh, is easily my uh, material of choice. There's nothing else that even comes close to it in the PFM market. I like how nice it looks and the fact that it still uh, acts like um, a PFM but looks like an all-ceramic. So... Once we've let that cement set for about three minutes, we're cleaning it up with an explorer. Now we've put a knot in a piece of dental floss and just running that in between the teeth as well. Again, simple uh, cleanup measures here to get uh, the Relyx Looting Plus cement off of the teeth. And if it actually uh, has set anywhere on the facial of the teeth, it simply will uh, be removed with a wet cotton roll. Very, very easy to get off any glazed porcelain surfaces. You can see we've got a very nice look uh, on these CapTech crowns. Little irritation on the gingival. That will heal, especially because it's CapTech. But you can see how closed uh, we are on our gingival embrasures. You can see how nice the incisal edges look and the shape of the teeth are and the way the light picks them up. And uh, this is one of those situations where a PFM does, in fact, aesthetically look better than an all-ceramic crown. And that's not to say that uh, the Lavic couldn't have looked as good, but when you look at this and you know that this is a PFM and it's going to last like a PFM and it has the strength of a PFM, it gives you a lot of confidence to prescribe these restorations. Uh, some dentists shy away from the newer all-ceramic materials, and, uh, you know, sometimes I have to uh, take sides with them and say, you know, you're right. You know, why do we necessarily want to stick our necks out when we have PFM technology that's been around for a long, long time. And you can see here, when we look at her old veneers, how bulky they were and shapeless and how dark those tetracycline stains are. CapTech was really uh, the perfect choice for this clinical case. On behalf of everyone here at Glidewell Laboratories, we'd like to thank you for taking the time to watch this presentation. And we'd like to thank you for your commitment to quality dentistry.